Hello, everyone. I'm too under the weather to put cool music and make this sound good. So if you're in the Minnesota area, come to Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, Buck Mills Brewery. Uh, it would be this weekend, the 15th. Uh, check it out on the Aquarium Guys Facebook page. We're doing the fish swap for our local cub, a club. We're calling it a uh, fin dig. Certainly check us out in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, October 15th for a fin dig. And always uh, support our sponsors like shrimpenvy.com. Use promo code Aquarium Guys at checkout to get 10% off. Each purchase helps keep the podcast going and maybe buy me some damn NyQuil. Uh, more importantly, episode 100. I know we say thank you in it, but we really do love you. Someone uh, tripped me into that podcast. Aquarium Guys Podcast. Holy crap, episode 100. I can't believe I haven't killed you yet. I mean, there, there was a bit of violence in a couple episodes. Uh, they weren't here for that, but I'm your host, Rob Zolson. I'm Jim Colby. And I'm Adam Elnashar. Well, gentlemen, what... what we're together. It's episode 100. There's no guests. It's us with open microphones. Should we start with some uh, fan mail and then uh, get into our meat and potatoes? Yes, let's hear some fan mail. All right. So on Facebook, they actually messaged directly into the Aquarium guys saying, hey, love the podcast. This is I'll get his first name, Stuart. I have a, a quick question for a recommendation. I'm in Minneapolis tonight and I'm looking for things to do while my uh, wife and daughter go to Taylor Swift. What are the best fish stores that I should hit up this afternoon or evening? Thanks. King of Diamonds. King, King of Diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not fish smells, Jimmy. That's, that's a little different. For, for reasons I don't care to explain right now. It's my favorite place to go to in Minneapolis. <laughs> Is it now? Chicka chicka boing boing. Chicka chicka boing boing. So, recommended Phil, but he's closing. Yeah, Tamed Waters, unfortunately, is closing due to uh, landlord shenanigans. He's finally given up the landlord, and they're giving him a forced renewal, so he didn't find a property in time, so he's closing up, at least for now. So, um, but my favorite place is Riverside Aquarium. I think I'm saying that correct. Riverview, Riverside. It's that. It's a newer aquarium shop. Now, I'm going to look it up. Hold on here. Yeah, I saw that last week when I was over there. Riverside Aquarium, Minnesota. River Shore. Look at me. That was terrible. You suck. I remember the place. The name completely slipped me. It is, again, Minneapolis River Shore Aquariums. It is a almost like a, a fish aquarium, nano aquarium boutique. You go in there, there's studio lights. It's a very much a modern, funky, hipster vibe. You go in there and they have these workshops on how to set up your nano tanks. It's a, it's a fun experience all the way around. So Text me the address because I'm going to go there next time I go to the cities. 6015 Lindell Avenue South, Minneapolis, Minnesota. River on, Shore Aquariums. That's fairly new, isn't it? It's very new. Uh, I just saw it when I was, I was in Minneapolis last week, going again next week, and I was looking for stores near where I was at, and then that one popped up. I did not go, though. 
Definitely go. Rivershore.fish is the website. And then you were saying Forest Lake, uh, Adam? Yep, that's a, that's that should be a staple for everybody that's in Minnesota. Hit That's one of the main stores everybody should hit just because it's such a nice store. It's so big. There's so many fish to pick from. I think they added a new stingray wall. That's what it looks like. I haven't seen it but uh, in person, but the stingrays will literally come out of the tank so you can pet them. You know, I am uh, a bit biased. <laughs> walk, I, walk across the room and shake your hand. Right. I'm a bit biased. My local fish store is Dee's Fish for obvious reasons of helping start it up, but I got to say Forest Lake is the best place in all of Minnesota to go for your aquarium needs. Hands yeah. down. Like, there isn't better. And here, here's a nice thing about that. It's as far north in the Minneapolis metro area that you can go. It's in Forest Lake, Minnesota. And right next door, Domino's Pizza. I'm just saying, yep. you can get yourself a pizza on the way. Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, no. There, there's a White Castle just down the road. All no. Right? Why would you do that? Well, he doesn't get... want diarrhea. Uh, you don't exactly. get the burgers. You get the chicken sandwiches. Those no. Are, those are the things. that have. Mini sliders, but they're chicken, and they're good. You know why they call them sliders, right, Rob? Because they slide right out of my That's ass. right. I enjoy, um, we, we do uh, Carboni's Pizza in Forest Lake also, which is very, very good. And that's my my wife's staple where she loves to go because she grew up on it and stuff. So, Otherwise, you can see Joe's Shrimp Shack. Yeah, I think Sea Life is definitely still around. Joe's Shrimp Shack is what really was it? good. I was just Sea there. Level. That's what it was called, Sea Level. Were you just at Joe's? Yeah, I saw Joe a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. I have not seen Joe since the show. I've talked to him a couple times and stuff. We should go over there and raid his place and drink his beer. We should. There you go. All right, next question. This is an email from Caden. Hi, Aquarium guys. I'm Caden from Southwest Minnesota. I love the podcast. I was just wondering where I could find the information about expos and auctions. Well, what's the most current expo auction coming up? I think the when this is going to air will be probably in, a, in October. So the only one that I know of is the swap here we're having in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. We're doing a, we're calling it a, a, a fin dig. It is, <laughs> a fin dig. We're calling it a fin dig. We're having a aquatic swap in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. You can check it out on what is the website. I have it close. It'll be in the show notes, lakesaquariumclub.com. It's where you can find the club information. Go on Facebook to find the event. You can check out Dee's Fish. They have more information as well. They'll be there. There's a bunch of different vendors that is coming. Fernando's Aquatics. In fact, I could pull up Facebook and pull up the list to see people coming from the event. But we have, you're setting up a booth, Jimmy. Am I? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming so. You, you were quite the sensation last time we did it. <laughs> That's, in fact, what the picture is of the event right then and there. What's that? Pictures of people surrounding your booth. That's what we used for the event on Facebook. Oh, that wasn't... They weren't buying stuff. That was an intervention. Oh, that was Jimmy. They were just trying to get me, quit buying fish, dude. Jimmy, you need to stop this stop. immediately, please. Absolutely. All right, so, so far as the recording of this podcast, the people that we have listed are Tong's Fish Room, Friendly Fish Minnesota, of course, the aquarium guys, Jimmy's putting up a booth, Dee's Fish Co., <laughs> Dean Greer, he's actually a uh, pretty high-end Placo breeder in our area. He's one of our buds. Fernando's Aquatics, Double D Aquarium Plants. I'm in. Uh, SP Aquatics, Shrimp Envy actually is gonna gonna be putting up a big booth there and doing giveaways. While uh, uh, supplies last, the first people to come get free samples of shrimp food and naturals. So uh, that's asterisk that might might be happening. Right now, J4 has not backed out yet, yet, so he's still on the list. And then Honcho Aquatics. So shout out to uh, all these guys, yeah, to our to our friends. And this is just what we have so far. People are still uh, requesting spots, so. 
hopefully this will go this podcast will go out live before uh, the event is over but that's all we know right now i think the minnesota aquarium society just had their big auction but definitely check out their website they do auctions in the area otherwise there's not a ton of stuff happening in did, minnesota. did the koi one happen already down there that was this summer that was the summer they do yep. that you and i went a couple of years ago and that was fun i went this year and you went this year i didn't go I wasn't invited. No, no, you were gone. I tried to invite you. I was gone. Okay. You've been you've been a party animal. It's been a, it's been a long hard summer on the liver. And the the liver is evil and <laughs> liver must be punished. I was wondering why you look orange. I thought it was just spray on tan. No, no. John, no. this is real. No, that I I do have the spray on tan cuz I'm going to I'm going to go out uh, as the scariest thing that I can think of for Halloween. I'm just going to spray tan and go out as Donald Trump. <laughs> Scare the <laughs> out of people. How about that? How about that? <clears throat> How about that? All right. I think we're uh, ready for the next one. Oh, no. It's a long one. All right. So before I read this one, it was the last one, so I got to read it through. I have not read this, but we have had a bunch of other submissions for people that have submitted listener story time. We haven't done listener story time because, honestly, I'm, I'm not hating on you people, but your stories suck. Let's be real. <laughs> wow. It's a lot of depressive shit. Take the seven fans we have and just crap on them. It's not that their story isn't relevant. It's just it's really depressing. Like, imagine, like, you told people to come in and bring in your story time stories, and all they talk about is their dead fish. That's it. They're like, no I know, mean, the only crazy could... reaction, no Thunderdome, no airline up the ass, nothing. Uh, oh, God. I told Adam, I said, I wonder how long it's going to take for Robbie to bring the airline up the ass story and I think Adam said like 4.7 minutes, so I think you're right. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, I'm not telling you you can go back and listen on your own. Thank you, Jesus, for not telling us. All right. So the, Julius says, hey, guys, really enjoy listening to the podcast. Help me get great ideas for my own tanks. And I love hearing the crazy stories. Also, here's my submission for story time. When I was growing up, my dad had a fish in the house. It was a weird pentagonal corner stand. So I'm not sure how many gallons it was, probably 45 or 50. We went through a variety of fish in my childhood. Garamis, African upside-down cats, silver dollars that ate everything except the kissing garami for five years straight. His name was Charles, and we didn't like Charles very much. Once the silver dollar died, my dad was excited to have multiple fish in the tank again. He went out and got some bala sharks. They were sleek and pretty and the start of all the problems they immediately got big the start of all the problems the start of all the problems they it wasn't made... it wasn't the the fish named what was this fish name the one before that Char- died oh charles is still in there <clears throat> apparently it's charles and now they have bala sharks charles is the kissing garami so uh, i'm trying to keep up here but anyways uh, they immediately got big and by the time they were five or six inches they would race around the tank and slam into the front of the curve i think they were originally six of them and four or five made it to size however over time they wore out the seals in the front panel and started (laughs) okay this is a decent story i gotta (laughs) they the fish wore out the seals yes over time they wore out the seals of the front panel and started a huge leak in the tank the tank itself was standing on a section of linoleum and the rest of the room was carpeted. When the tank got to half full one day, Dad scooped out the fish into a bucket, moved in the emergency tank and set up the room for them to stay while he fixed the seals. I was upstairs when I heard my mother shrieking that the fish were on her carpet. They all jumped out of the bucket. She wouldn't touch them and Dad was trying to catch the last fish and sop up the water. Uh, so when I got downstairs, it was chaos. These things didn't even fit in our nets anymore, and we were scooping them off the carpet by throwing back a, the bucket that they would just jump out of. And finally, we ran them to the room, wriggling out of our hands the whole way. 
By the time those fish died years later, they had popped the seals off two or three more times by doing laps and hitting the same spot in the tank. That's... I don't even know if I believe that, but no, that's a good... That's, that's, that's a great pretty, story. That's pretty great. Well, I guess, you know, it's not big enough. They're not going to break it, and they're just going to you know, put pressure on it by hitting the same... The, the, she said the seal broke right where they hit. So it's it's generally those seals top, are top or bottom. So if they're hitting middle, you know it was the fish, Jimmy. I used to do drugs, too. I used to do drugs, too. Anyways, the tank went to the dump, and Dad uh, keeps much smaller fish now. So, yeah, we look up the max size of the fish before you buy them, please. After all this drama, we went to the local aquarium, and they had a tank of full-size balas on display, probably just to taunt us. Cheers, Julia. Good for you, Julia. Julia, you have submitted the best story time submission, and I'm glad we got to read it on air thus far. So if you guys want to read them, we'll just read them like fan mail. We're probably not going to do a separate episode. but Unless uh, you come up with some really good stuff. Yeah, if, if you all bomb us with a bunch of it, we'll, we'll do it. But You know, I want to hear some stuff like, Hi, my name's Bob. I had a 14-inch Aranda in my pants, and I went through customs, and I got busted with it. That, that's the stuff. We that's what hear. I want to hear. We don't want to hear how you just neglected your tank and they died, and what a horrible story. Because that's literally some of the level of stories we've gotten from you people. Well, that's just incompetence. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, we want to talk about how your uncle Edgar fell asleep, and you, you know, dumped him in a tank outside with fish. You know, that stuff like that. Want to hear a story about my uncle Gerb? That got drunk and put his balls in the tank to try to get the catfish to bite him? They, that's a story. No. No. My Uncle Gerb was a... It was not my... All right. My dad's Uncle Gerb. Your dad's Uncle Gerb. Dad's Uncle Gerb. So this is back in the 50s. And my dad and his sisters and brothers all lived on a farm. And Uncle Gerb would come over and pay them money to do dumb things. This is before the internet, people. This was his fun. He he often paid all the kids to ride naked on the bicycle to the mailbox and back. And that sounds creepy. Yeah. It, it is, but it gets weird. It gets weirder. So anyway, uh, the one day my... Can we call him Uncle Touchy? No, no, he was never touchy anybody. Okay, all right. But the, the thing that, that, that disturbed me the most is that uh, my dad tells a story about when... I mean, a nickel back then was a lot of money, right? And, and my dad's brother, Don, my Uncle Don came in, and he had 15 cents that Uncle Gerb gave him. And my dad goes, where'd you get all that money? He said, Uncle Gerb gave it to me. He goes, what'd you have to do, right? Naked in your down in the mailbox on your on your bicycle. He goes, no. He goes, I, he paid me a nickel for every knuckle I showed up the cat's ass. Oh my god! True story. Um, fifteen cents, uh, full throttle. I, I, oh. But that I just wanted to share that with you. Well, episode one hundred is turning, just kicking off great. <laughs> just a shit show already. Just so wait, okay. I have a real question now. Yes. Uh, that was a real. How do you define a knuckle? Because you know, like I, you have a knuckle in your hand. Like I'm holding up my index finger right now. Yeah. People say there are only two knuckles, right? We need yeah. The base and the cent and the middle. This little one isn't a knuckle. Oh well, it was it was five cents, ten cents, fifteen cents. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna explain it to you. Okay. Lord knows if you got a quarter out of him, I don't know what you would have to do. Is my microphone all messed up? There we go. Now we fixed you. I've been, I've been fixed. That is the worst 15 cent comment I've ever heard of. I'm just saying. Hey, a question back then. Uh, Nickel on the payphone. How much? How many phone calls was that? <laughs> on the payphone. On the payphone. I don't know. All right. It was. It was kind of funny. How many years ago was that? That I was somewhere and I saw a payphone and I took a picture of it and sent it to you and Adam. Maybe he should have told him that 911 was free. Free. Yes. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, a hundred episodes of this stuff. We originally created the podcast years back. 
Oh man, Jimmy, when did we start this podcast? I don't know, nineteen seventy seven. Well, people COVID. Yeah, people ask how we <laughs> pre COVID happened. We we started the podcast for forever ago, and we wanted to do it because we found a bunch of information was getting lost or hidden because somebody was trying to keep it a secret. And if you're listening to this and you're a longtime fish hobbyist, you will understand the term that if someone has something that's nice, they want to keep it as a secret from themselves because they think it's monetary value. That is a number one in a, a fish hobby. If you're breeding something nice, you're not going to tell someone else how to breed it in your trade secrets because guess what? You're wanting to do a business out of it or you want to do a side hustle out of it. There's a loss of information from generation gaps. We used to have a lot more fish clubs. People were a lot more into the fish hobby before 9-11. Prices and other declines in the hobby uh, have been suffered, and we've experienced a lot of different people, famous people, Jack Watley. We can go down a whole list of people that we lost. We just lost the president of uh, Coral Magazine recently. I mean, people don't live forever, and... A lot of these people didn't have the opportunity or platforms to put up their information. And so that's what we wanted to do is we wanted to share the little information we had and put up a pedestal for other people to share their information and have a evergreen library of episodes where if you wanted to go learn something, that you can look up an angelfish episode. You could go look up a Placo episode. You could look up a filter episode. And hopefully we would bring information to the table or find experts in the field to share their knowledge in a hobby that's intentionally trying to suppress it. We can talk about some of our favorite episodes. That was how it started is the idea is great. We had this platform to put it on. And I invited Jimmy, which I know has dedicated his all his free time in his life to this hobby and said, hey, let's let's do a podcast together. He didn't really know what it was. That was my question. And we tried the the first episode you listened to is Us. That is our first cut, on basically unedited pilot. Yeah, we didn't give a shit. We didn't care. <laughs> Nobody was listening but us. We didn't care. And afterwards, we lit up like, this, is, this would work. This can work. And this could definitely be the platform for that. And we haven't uh, stopped. We slowed down here and there when we had, you know, life problems, health issues, had a kid. But we don't... Uh, How is your vagina? How is my... It's great. You know, those <laughs> stitches. Uh, we don't plan on stopping. We're going to continue. The pace will ever change depending on when we find editors. But it's it's been a wonderful passion of ours. We really don't make much money off the podcast. All the money that we collect um, from it would go reinvest into the podcast and other months when we don't make money it comes out of our pocket to pay for it we wouldn't be here without the people listening like you that have helped us through patreons donations and support by spreading the word of the podcast is the bar none best way you can help us but everything else has been greatly appreciated you guys have been more than fantastic but uh, i'm gonna get off my soapbox here and let you gentlemen uh you know, mention a couple of your favorite episodes. Can I go on my rant first? You I can, have two. Yeah, let's let's hear the Adam rant. Let's let's let Adam's blood pressure explode. Just one time, I want to hear. Right. The... So what so, happened, Adam? I, I know what happened. Rant, but... huh? I know what happened to you, but what happened? This all this first, all came up in, in conversation because the other day I saw what what, what was that a picture of a carp? I love how you're already knowing what he's going to rant about. That's my favorite. Part. Well, this is where it all started because I I had this picture. Of this five guys shoulder to shoulder holding a carp, and a carp is supposed to be 105 pounds. If the average width of a guy is two feet, this is a 10 foot carp that we saw, and just laughing. I said, I love Photoshop and stuff. And then I asked Adam, said, well, how many can you, how many of these can you keep in a 10 gallon tank? And he said, six or seven with proper filtration. 
And then he went on his rant about this particular place. So I'll let him go with that. All right. So first thing, I was trying to clean out my 10-gallon tank. And I needed one of those little miniature hoses because I just, I had, I have the big ones, but I just need the small one. So I went to the local feed store and I bought an Aquion and we're probably going to lose them as a sponsor ever. And I really don't care. Make better f***ing products, Aquion. Here's what I ordered. I ordered the hose and I picked up the hose and it has this little thing that has a little flapper in it. And it's self, supposedly you just lift it up and down like you're jacking off. And it will self-suck, and it'll drain into your tank. Wait, wait. Did you say self-suck? Hey, Adam, the yeah. only thing you're going to get self-sucking is a place called Pure Pleasure or something like that. Or what was that? King of Diamonds. King of Diamonds. That's where you're going to find self-suck. King of Diamonds self-suck, is expensive. You know? But according to them, this thing is supposed to self-suck. So I go, oh, I can do this. So I put it in there. So Adam goes, I can self-suck. All right. I love uh, it. <laughs> continue. Continue. So I do a little motion. I'm like, it's not f***ing working. The flapper thing does not f***ing work. That's my first goddamn problem. And then every two seconds, like, and then I'm like, well, I'll just treat it like a regular hose and suck on the bottom of it. And then that'll prime it and start it up. Nope, that doesn't work because it has the f***ing flapper in it. Did, did you tickle the balls a little bit? No. I'm just asking. <laughs> Come on. No. It's to the point where... I'm like, this thing is such a piece of shit. These things, it costs $9, and it should f***ing work. It's a hose. You literally put it in the fish tank. They've had these since the 50s. You put it in the f***ing fish tank, and you drain it. It's that easy. But how do you no, get it going? No, not T- this thing. Tell the listeners how you get it going under the water. With, when you, yeah, jer- when you, you have jerk to it. jack it off under the f***ing water. Because that's supposed to prime it according to the instructions that this thing gives you. If you guys are listening to this, I promise you water changes are not gay. <laughs> no. I promise. This thing is the dumbest f***ing thing that I've ever seen. And then I'm like, they sell bigger versions. Oh, the small version works like shit. The big ones have got to be even f***ing worse. <laughs> I have literally, I have wasted money on lots of things. I have spent $8,000 on lizards. <laughs> and that have died of crypto. And that was a better use of my money than this $10 Aquion f***ing hose. Uh, Aquion makes some shit. Right now, we have some <laughs> listeners putting in the chat. They're uh, they're feeling your pain, and they want to know. Uh, yeah. they, ha- they have some help for you. They say, number one, cup the balls. Uh, number two, open your throat. <laughs> open your throat. Yep. And uh, well, we actually have a real question. Garbage. We have a real question. Uh, Pibble Punk wants to know, how do I make my water changes more gay? Gayer, um, gayer. Gayer. Picture gayer. of Robbie behind the tank, so that you can, he can be, you can do the jack off thing in his mouth, you know. <laughs> While he has an airline up his ass. While he has the airline up his ass, yeah. I hate you so all. That's my first rant. I literally threw that thing. This in, is why we only have so many sponsors right here. <laughs> you know, you know what's gonna be funny is they're gonna get a hold of us and saying you're doing it wrong. Oh, I hope they do because I'm gonna tell them. Okay, look, I know how to f-ing work a seat, a prime to work a aquarium. <laughs> siphon i've been doing that since i was like 12 and i know damn well i know how to jack off adam can that we... that isn't the problem adam the problem is these things are garbage adam can we please do a how-to video <laughs> of how to use aquion uh, water changers at your house and we'll do because it like the pat aquion mcafee water change thing does not work hold on we'll do it like we'll do it like john mcafee did for how to uninstall antivirus we'll do it like you're pretending to do a line of coke we'll do it all wrong 
<laughs> you know, they'll they'll be yeah. they'll be no, bitches in the background. Is, this thing, maybe I will literally go on their website and put a thing does not f-ing work. We'll, we'll have at not not aquarium guy approved. So <laughs> then I go and I see I see Joe and I'm like Joe, I need a siphon hose. Oh look, we have a siphon hose right here, a little perfect one. So I buy that. It was a, it was like the same price as the Aquion one. And it's that Siphon Clean brand. Oh, magically it f***ing works and it drains just fine and everything's awesome. How do you take a siphon hose and make it worse? It, it's, been a while. it's been a while since you got laid, huh, Adam? No. No, that isn't even my problem. <laughs> it seemed like you're really uptight. Adam. No. I want a f***ing hose to work. Adam, please, can you can you calm down the com- kombucha before the, the podcast? This is episode 100. This is when people are being like, these guys got their shit together. No, we don't. They're going to talk no, about the good things, and then you're just bitching about jerking off Aquion tubes. Oh, it gets better. Well, what did, what did you do after better. that? Where did, you, where did you go visit after that? It went to Petco. Oh, well, a big box. Problem number f***ing two. I bought one-gallon tanks for my kids' betas. And first of all, beta nut job people, go f*** yourselves. Jesus the Christ. The betas can live in a little tiny cup for weeks. I don't need no f***ing beta nut job person telling me I don't know how to f***ing take care of betas. So I go to buy these little one-gallon tanks at Petco. Adam is going and to uh, start responding to all the hate mail, so I'm going <laughs> to forward it to your shit. Beta nut jobs. Because uh, when I find the user nut job beta owner... I know it came from you. <laughs> well, give a shit. But, well, right. tell them about the about the great customer service you got. So I went and I'm like, I asked him. I'm Wait, like, hey, you, you returned these... this? No, no, huh? Like he he went to go buy one gallon containers for his bettas for his kids for the kids. And then the young man behind the counter was telling him how to take care of the betta. Adam, shut the f- up. The kid's trying to do... He doesn't you know you from Adam. No. No, no I'm pun intended. I'm pretty sure that I can have illegitimate children older than this f***er. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> there are people older than you that have never had a fish. The kid was doing his job and you got to be nice. No. I'm a f***ing idiot. Here's what he tells me. He tells me that I can't keep a beta in a one-gallon tank because the emol- it, it needs 70% of the water changed daily or else it'll get ammonia burn in its gills and it will and it will only live for a year and that i need a five gallon tank to keep it in to keep it happy and i'm like that's not how that works (laughs) and i'm like no so here's the best part he's telling me this in front of the wall of betas and the wall of betas are all in little tiny cups hold on every single little tiny cup is filthy hold on i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna defend that kid I'm going to defend that no. kid. I understand that a real a hobbyist understands how to do water changes to make sure it's a temperature and they can use a gallon. And a gallon is acceptable for someone that knows what they're doing for, the, for the life of the beta. Unless you're a beta but nut job. But he's dealing with dipshits that have never done it before that will guarantee not listen to the instructions and a five-gallon kit is its only hope for a decent life. So that kid, God bless him, did, did the Lord's work in my opinion. When did he get put on commission? That's what I want to know. Commission. That's that, what I want to know. That That's guy was, was talked it was about like right the there. Worst ever hard f-ing sell that I've ever had to deal with. Yeah, I, I love it when they stand in front of their display of of, of bettas in a court. Even what a sixteen ounce container, and, 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 and they tell you it's unacceptable. Shit. 
Can, okay, here's what we gotta do. We gotta wait until uh, until Petco is like uh, like there's no one there, and then we gotta like pretend a YouTube video a bit in the Petco department where I come up. It's like yes, I'd like to use this, and you like hold a solo cup for a beta, and then it's just a 15 year old trying to tell Adam, no, you shouldn't do that, and he's just saying off, and we'll just do a whole video. That'd be fun until the police come. I wasn't even rude to the kid. I just go, looked at him and I go, that's not how that works. And then I'm thinking to myself, I know that I have more experience in the hobby than he's been alive. Yeah, but And this just bothered me. You're just, he's getting paid minimum wage. He's trying to make money for college. And then you're just there just to just, just shit on his parade. Shit on his day. I love well, it. Well, okay. So I was in a good mood because I was like, well, I'm going to help. You know, the, then I walked in on the conversation of this guy. And this guy, the the between the, the, the kid that barely has pubes on his face and trying to tell me how to take care of fish, and this giant of a man, and I don't mean tall-wise, I mean weight-wise. You know that five, that thousand-pound lady that they have on TV every now and then? Yeah, she's sexy. Yeah, that TLC okay. channel. All right, right here. Uh, Adam, uh, okay, the Forrest Gump of fish keeping just messaged us saying, Adam yelled at a kid with 10 minutes of video training. Powerful. <laughs> He didn't even yell. Well, just, he had ten minutes of training. He, he could training. feel. He could feel the negativity coming from you. All right, your yin and yang were not mixing. No, don't. Just listen to me. And all, all right. I wanted to know was if the price was you know, the goddamn. I, if they were guys, on sale. Episode one hundred, and I can't even make it more perfect. This is this is what it's been for the last hundred episodes. We just had some guests along the way. It's been this, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel like I wanted. Talk him off the ledge, but I kind of want to see him jump. Uh, hey, jump! No. All right. Should we? I, I've been done. I've been messaged by some people. Okay, we can, <laughs> we can, we can, we got to get to their questions, so we'll do that. We also want to like pick our favorite episodes, but what I like to do is just read through some of the episode titles and give some behind the scenes to people that have not known what went on for the background of those podcasts. Does that of, sound fun? Most of us didn't know what was going on. We either. didn't know what was going on either. Uh, you guys show up and like, who are we talking to? And you're like, holy shit! I've been following that guy for years. And I'm like, oh my God, I get to meet him tonight. So, all right. So we have questions from people in Discord. Bless you. I have not been ignoring your endless rants. Please at message me if you're in Discord listening right now and you have a question. Start off, we have, guys, love the podcast. Simple question for you. I'm putting together a U.S. native biotope later this year. 60-gallon breeder, 48-inch by 18-inch by 16-inch. Planning on rainbow shiners and flagfish to start with. Y'all got some ideas for nice, flashy centerpiece fish for it? Well, if you're using native species, I would definitely recommend rainbow dace. I have rainbow dace in mine, and the males are gorgeous they pop and they are the centerpiece of my aquarium probably between those and the bosmani rainbows i got from you jimmy i do have a question can you transport native species uh, across state lines or is it just dependent on the fish if you're going fast enough and it's dark check your local laws and listings we're not going to sit there and play the i don't know what texas does rule so or drive fast in the dark yeah be kind just trying to help that's usually the best way to do things the uh, what uh, are, let what me tell those? you, let me tell you, like there's been, I've I've done it and I never asked questions, you know, but I also bought them. I have papers. I did it right. I made sure they weren't invasive species, and I use common sense. What about little pygmy sunfish? Those little pygmy sunfish we saw this summer. Those things are fucking awesome. Not on the no-no list, according to the DNR. Here, I like them. They're they're cute. If they were, I wouldn't give a shit. Well, they, they don't live in the in our native waters. Jesus they would freeze Christ. out. Adam, but, calm down. We understand that you're a rebel and you yell at children at Petco, all right? 
Did you and hit then him? the other? You should have hit him. I bit my tongue. I saved just... it for the podcast. You should have V eight clocked that anymore. You should have V eight clocked that bitch in the forehead. You should. You should have. You should have went over to the local hardware store, bought a hammer, went over there, just broke everything. I could have pulled the whole Ron Swanson thing. I know more than you. Who's Ron? I didn't even do that. I just said I'll just buy these. Or you do, I was very polite. Or you could do the Laura, the Lauren Bobert uh, thing and go. Do you know who I am? What is that? Oh, you didn't see that? No. That was one of our. What was that? One of the uh, hot representatives in the in Congress, and she went over to see a play, and she was disruptive. Told three times to shut up, and then she got escorted out of there. Adam, we're getting feedback Why from your I, mic. Your headphones are too loud or something. Echo. I turned it back on, but I haven't adjusted you. Wee. All right, Adam's fixed. Do continue, Jimmy. The, the jack came out. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I suppose you start freaking having a heart attack over there, Mike. You were saying, Jimmy? About, uh, about... From the top. You should have just said, like, uh, the representative, uh, Lauren Bober, you should just say, you know, do you know who I am when she got kicked out of the theater? Do you see that whole thing? So, no. So she's one of the, um, is she, is she, a, she, I don't think she's a She's a representative. She's pretty pretty good looking, and she went to the Beetlejuice drama. I mean, it, it's like a play. And anyway, during this, she's hooting and hollering, taking flash photography. She's taking uh, and vaping during the show. They've told her three times. The gal behind her was pregnant and said, could you please quit vaping? You can't do this in the show. And she goes, mind your own business. And anyway, they escorted her out. And on the way out, she's yelling, don't you know who I am? And if you haven't had a chance to see the video, you should, because everything's shot from from the top of her walking out and she looks like a hooker on the way out the whole way the way she's dressed well the the best part the best comment we got from the audience just now is saying uh, that she should have paul rubens in the theater and it would have been better i have my picture <laughs> i have my picture god bless paul rubens i love paul rubens i got a chance yeah, to meet yeah. i got a chance to meet paul rubens once and anyway hey, if louis ck has a career after jacking off in front of people i right. mean we should have given paul rubens the card before he died yeah you know he should have got back on the train i am going to find my picture of of so when after that happened with paul rubens aka Wee herman for those that are not informed um, with 80s 90s culture we were in florida and we went and had our picture taken in front of the movie theater where he did that and this was supposed to be a fish podcast no it was good it was good but i got to meet Wee herman because he uh our my old salesperson julie it was a neighbor of her mom's and so was cassandra peterson aka elvira was that also the naked man happen that was the same trip, yeah. Same trip. Yeah. So you got to be naked in front of Elwyn Segrist. Yeah. And then you also got to meet Pee Wee Herman and shake his hand. Right. And and and, and I had met Cassandra Peterson. Huh? You shook his hand? Oh, it was clean. Was it sticky? No, it was just kind of shaky, though. <laughs> but Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, and Pee Wee were next-door neighbors growing up all through high school. And in, in the college and whatnot and stuff. And so um, I knew Cassandra Peterson for probably five years before I actually knew who she was. Because I just knew, always knew her as Cassandra. And everybody around here knows what Elvira looks like. But Cassandra is a strawberry blonde. I like how you're getting <clears throat> choked up. Getting oh my God. bothered from thinking about her tits. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're, all, we're all, right. all there. Oh, my God. I got to go to her house. Good. I'm gonna, we're going to go oh back to my fish. God. Next question from Discord. Again, if you guys want to join us in Discord, it's in the show notes, the link to uh, the Discord. Otherwise, you can go to the AquariumGuysPodcast.com, bottom of the website, Discord. 
Hey, aquarium guys, I have a newly set up 75 gallon aquarium completely empty, trying to figure out what to put in it. I have myself and two kids uh, that all have opinions on what to put in it, and a wife that doesn't want to spend our money at all. What do you think we should stock with it? Oh, if you really bait want minnows. to. No, no, no. If bait you minnows. really want to save some money, just put the two kids in there. <laughs> I mean, it is 75. You're going to drown those kids perfectly. That, that would work. Yep. <laughs> no, but for for real, like if you're gonna have some fun, and you're on the absolute strictest budget, like you have to put duct tape on the tank to create a lid. Rosy Reds from your bait store, they're they'll do it for kids. They're cheap, they're hardy, and they don't need heaters. They'll eat off flake food. They'll have some color, then they'll brighten up when they breed. That is the hobo ghetto way of I'm completely broke and I want something swimming. Rosy Reds and a school does look cool when you have some flow against them. You don't have flow, then they look like they're just wishy-washy in a bait minnow shop. But they'll all die within a week, and then you can buy new ones. Yeah, trying to get catch up here with the uh, with the comments. You guys have filled Discord this evening, so thank you for uh, the support. Elvira, ten out of ten. Milk cup. Ooh, that's disgusting. Um, Jimmy knows about a lot of people who have done questionable things in theaters. <laughs> yes, he does. Hey, for anybody that wants to go to the movies this weekend, let me know. At Rob's, they could also catch their own. True, uh, Minnesota has one of the f most strict laws, and we still allow children under the age of 16 to collect native species and put them in an aquarium legally. So go outside, get a net, have some fun. That is a great tip there. DM Pauls on Discord. The other thing I could could say, too, is if you if you got yourself a net and it's dark out, you can go to your neighbor's pond and help yourself. <laughs> Just... <laughs> That Just always works. Go out. I only do that to your pond. I right? know. You're a jerk. I only do that to your pond. Go out. Get as many red swamp crayfish as you can. You know, there's as long as nobody's watching, that's God's lobster right there. God's lobster. God's lobster. Yeah, it is. You're not right. You're not wrong right there. All right. So yeah, are they illegal to keep in tanks in Minnesota? Which ones? The native crayfish? It's jaywalking. But you're, yes, you're not. Uh, I mean, it, you're not supposed to take native species out unless you have a 16-year-old in your household. Craywalking? Like I listen to the f***ing DNR anyway. You have to have a bait li baiter's <laughs> license. So. Now, so, so if in doubt, buy a blue one because that's illegal in Minnesota. There you go. <laughs> and or, that's perfectly uh, good to buy. Actually, the, the red one you'll get much more in trouble with, the red swamp craze. That are actually invasive here now. All right, uh, quick, quickly, you guys got an episode or two that you want to mention as some of your favorites, or do we want to go through the list and talk about a little behind-the-scenes action? Behind the scenes. All right, starting from the bottom, episode one, Angel Fish. That was, again, we, we gave you a touch of that one. That was... Raw, our first attempt ever sitting in front of a microphone. Jimmy not knowing what the hell this was. And I told him, just pretend it's a radio show. Sits down. And honestly, we kill it. It, it wasn't perfect. You go back and listen to it, and you can hear the quality change. You know, our mics got better. There, there's there's things that have gotten better, and some things have gotten worse over time. <laughs> Adam's ranting has gotten better. We were just surprised that we thought that this was going to be never shown. This was just us playing around, and we... We uploaded it and started from there. We asked ourselves in the next episode, you know, what's the most commonly asked thing? And that's live bearers. So we did an overview topic. We found, we did another episode of fish industry and aquarium misconceptions. And this is when our, our podcast started to get picked up from, uh, from places. Apparently having a combative tagline of misconceptions was big on Google Analytics keyword. We talked quite a bit about different things that we knew through the hobby that weren't correct or people misspoke on or, you know, betas eating plant roots from whatever that craze uh, came Peace from. Peace Lily. Plecos eating shit. Yeah. Yeah, Plecos <laughs> eating shit. 
And that is what really started kicking off a bunch of our listenership because we were, it was the first like actual controversial episode that we put out, even though it was not at all controversial in plain English. Then we had our first guest on, Koi Farming with Greg Bickle. And he's still a dear friend of mine. I still go uh, down when I can to go check out the farm. We've purchased plenty of koi for the store th- uh, through him and the, the zoo that I've uh, worked with. And that really clicked on how we would format interviews going forward. Our first one went really well, and we decided to keep that same format as if we're going to talk about a topic, you know, try to find a subject matter expert. We talked with Steve Rubicki. I think it's one of your favorite podcasts. Yeah. The next one, doing a little bit further, talking about how they began to sell fish online, because as what we can find out, he was probably one of the first, if not the first person to actually sell fish online. Yeah. And I've known Steve for probably 20 years. Never met him face-to-face. I've talked to him on the phone a million times. Steve is so busy at this point now in his career. Well, he's also how old? Oh, he's got to be cutting into his, his mid-60s. You know, I, he's been doing that his whole life. Right. And he's the one that, when you see a Cory Angel, he's the one that developed the Cory Angel. But anyway, Steve... Uh, Arguably. There's a lot of people that men, uh, emailed us about that as well. Yeah. He per- he perfected it. He yeah. perfected it. I think you're wrong. But Anyway, he uh, now if you want to talk to him, and, and he charges you per 15 minutes. I mean, so him to give us a whole evening with great advice, and he did spend a lot of time talking and answering questions of things that we never thought of, different drugs and, and different things used on fish, not drugs. What do you call it? No, no, he used the term is, drugs too, and it drug. was not on the podcast. It was hilarious. Yeah. What does he do for you in that 15 minutes? Uh, he charges you a lot of money, so whatever you want, I guess. He'll talk to you. So between you and me, at this point... I'm not paying you any money. At episode six of the podcast, when we got to the Steve Rubicki podcast, Jimmy was enjoying this, but he didn't see how this would, was, would catch on and how we would get traction. Well, I was the one, because Jimmy's got a job that he works eight days a week at, and he's also, at that time, still wholesaling a bunch of fish to different people. Again, his schedule is crazy, so all the background stuff, the calling of people, getting whole uh, attachments, scheduling, all the podcast shit, the technical aspect, everything is on my plate, which is fine. That's what we agreed to at the beginning. Yeah. And he shit his pants when he found out that we got Steve Steve Rebicki, because he's got a big, fat man crush for that man. Man crush. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Jimmy's number one favorite fish is angelfish, and this is the moment where Jimmy realized this is a serious, this is a, a real podcast. I couldn't believe people would talk to us, you know, honestly, I mean, and give us their time. I mean, if some schmuck called me from Minnesota and said, hey, we're doing a podcast, you want to talk about Fish and go like, go blank yourself. And uh, Steve was real upfront. He he said, "Well, you know, I've, I've I've I know Jim. He's messaged me before. Uh, you seem to be really upfront with me. If I don't like anything, I'm gonna have you cut what I don't like." I'm like, uh, "This is what I'm telling him, you know, to give him options to make him feel more comfortable." He's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll give it a try." And he doesn't talk to anybody. Like you said, you charge people money. Jimmy was just floored, and so much so that he wrote on his blog after it, giving us a, re- a recommendation and comment, uh, commandeerment on his website. And if we go to, right now, angelsplus.com, and where is it? The blog. We are literally the only person, uh, like, he's talked about outside of, like, the angel hobby at all and gave a recommendation over. Like, and, even, it's, and why would you? Why would you t- take that your website that's just focused on selling angels and giving your expertise and funnel traffic to anything else but you? So for us, it's a real honor. It was a pleasure. We still have access to Steve if we uh, got questions or need something. He's got fantastic angels this is a little plug just uh, 
say thank you to back to Steve. Go to angelsplus.com. You'll have to pay a ton of money, but you're going to get the world's best angels, period. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That, that was when Jimmy took it serious. Yeah, and, and just hearing about the amount of time. He hasn't brought a angelfish into his nursery what was it like for 25 years, 25, 30 years? 30 years. Uh, and when he does bring in new new stock, it's in a different building, and he quarantines them from somewhere between six months to a year. So, well, I mean, he's not messing around. He's not, He's got so much stuff going on over his place. If you couldn't tell what Jimmy's favorite episode was, that's probably one of them or it. Next one was beginners, a beginner's guide for starting a tank. By this time, we started getting a lot of fan mail. We started getting, you know, people are starting messaging us and was acknowledging that Was it fan mail we, or hate mail? No, no, fan mail. Okay. And we started getting... Hate- that's what I'm going to get from all the f***ing beta nut jobs. <laughs> yes. Anyways, we started getting uh, people messaging us and acknowledging that we have a podcast. We're blown away that anybody listened to us at all. It was a bunch of people saying, hey, great deep dives, but I mean, I'm a beginner. I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do to set up? It was just repetitive questions like like we got tonight. Some of these questions we got tonight in Discord are from people that have done it a long time and just want opinions because they're fans. But some people that have probably, this is the first or second time they've ever started a tank, and they need real-world help. So we did a intro into beginner's fish tank and kicked off well next was mass distribution of fish people didn't realize especially beginner listeners again start targeting that beginner audience didn't audience did not realize what the cycle of fish was using an aquafina bottle in singapore getting shipped over and walking the bouncing ball all the way until it gets into your aquarium so that one we got a lot of feedback saying thank you no one will say a lot of things that you guys have said no one will tell us about the toilet paper uh, and uh, excuse me Paper towels that were used to ship betas. Wet paper towel. You know, it just showed that we're not here to make money. We're here to just share our passion, good or bad. Stuff that can't be said on YouTube definitely started there. We were lucky enough to get Big Rich and Josh from Ohio Fish Rescue on uh, number nine. We're talking about how they rescue fish. and We badgered them for a long time. Pakus are probably the worst subject for a fish that's bought small for three bucks and turns into a garbage can lid in a matter of no time, and they live 20 years like that. Big Rich turns into Adam. Loses his mind. The fantastic people. I'm, I'm so glad that we got to do a relationship with them. We ended up getting that episode. They were just kind enough to ju- uh, jump on. I literally just reached out because I, there was, in my mind, no better person to talk to about the impacts of rescuing fish and why it's a problem of which ones we buy. But we just reached out, haven't met them from Adam, and they were just, of course, happy enough to come on. And very funny. They were seeing that we were already plugging out uh, their organization for donations in a prior episode. Well, tell them what episodes. you did. Tell them what you would say to people. <laughs> you remember this? How this all started, you jerk? Uh, it's been so long. Help me out. You would, you would go, hey, you know, just call up these guys in the middle of the night. And see, the aquarium guys told you to call. <laughs> and freaking yep. people did. Do you remember that, Adam? Okay, okay. Yep, I remember that. My favorite part. That was, was you, at, by the way. It yeah. wasn't anybody but you. At one point in time, if you wanted to listen to the Ohio Fish Rescue, you could go on. It was a very, you know, at one point it was a small YouTube channel. And they were brash enough to put their cell phone numbers to the public on their website. <laughs> And I'm like, you already put the number out. I'm not hazing you. So I just literally made jokes at the beginning of the podcast, like, oh, 2 a.m., you know, call Big Rich. He'll, he might answer the phone. If not, leave a message saying the aquarium guy sent him. And that's basically, you know, from the laughs from that, because he did get a bunch of people calling him because uh, we put out his actual cell number on the podcast. And uh, he, they, they were nice enough to come on. 
and, yeah. you know, giggle, giggle to the joke. And so. they, and if you ever follow, you want to follow somebody, it's a lot of fun. If you watch them on uh, YouTube, they put stuff out constantly. They're constantly, constantly upgrading, 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 upgrading. Right. So if you want to see some some cool stuff, these guys do a great job and hats off. Right to, now, to I, I just guys. messaged Josh. I'm like, come on, you got to come on the podcast and tell us, how, you know, all about, I want the inside story on how you bred those paddlefish. He, he bred paddlefish in captivity okay. in his backyard all by accident. So I can't wait to see if we can get him on the podcast. He's a busy guy. got a kid now, but they, I mean, still keep in touch. We, they still do live streams on Friday and I'll, I'll check in every now and again. Next episode, we want to do a, well, this is when we started. Now we have this relationship with big rich and Josh from the Ohio fish rescue. We started getting relationship with Steve or Bicky. We already had a bunch of our relationships with our, our other friends. Like you've been friends with people at Seagrass for years. Mm-hmm. We have our network of people already, but our network's growing as we do this podcast. People are listening in and people want to help us. So listeners would send information in. People like Big Rich and Josh would have, hey, you need to have these people on. And we got to listen to the story of Jim Kitchen. Jim Kitchen, they you know they call him, they gave him the nickname Playco King on a lot of the different YouTube channels. But uh, Jim Kitchen really has dedicated his entire hobby space to studying Pseudocanthicus. He is a person that has written a lot of scientific documents. He's spent a lot of time. He's bred certain species of pseudocanthicus the first person to ever do it in captivity he was spent years doing it yeah he was able to come on the podcast and do exactly what our podcast was intended for was to give insider secrets uh that would eventually be lost because he doesn't have a platform we were able to give him at least a platform for you know a, a little over an hour and he gave us in that hour uh fantastic information if you haven't listened to this episode 10 on placos jim kitchen is uh he's got the parkinson's really bad we didn't know if he could actually come on the uh, it was probably the longest podcast we ever did i mean we only got an hour's worth of i believe it's one of the last publications that he did because he can't go on youtube he doesn't want to be seen you know he can't control uh, you know different uh, spasms on what happened and we in the podcast we edited it out but there was times where he'd take breaks we, yeah we made that clear we're going to do what we can to, to help you on jim he was very happy you know we took a 15 minute break in between time while he, he had to deal with a little bit you know take another pill whatever he needed to do take a glass of water walk around and we were able to get a nice podcast out of him it's harder to listen to but knowing that he's got that disease yeah. and knowing that he has more to share than most people in the aquarium hobby we're blessed uh, we, we spent a good three and a half hours doing that if i remember right i went to ohio during covid and big rich and josh they they knew how much that podcast meant to us and i still have one of his handmade massive placo caves for one of his pseudocanthicus breeding projects and this was the the cave that he was successful to breed in and i will cherish it forever it's never going to leave my possession and that's the one that, that uh, Jim had used. That's Jim made, Jim used. That was mm-hmm. his cave, and he gave it to the Ohio Fish Rescue, and the Ohio Fish Rescue gave it to me because they know how much it meant to us. And then the thing about about that particular podcast, it was so wonderful when he shared up some secrets, and he told us about the Pleco Caves, and that if you do not have the correct clay, that the Plecos cannot breathe in there, and they suffocate. And he found that out the hard way, but it took him a long time. So he, if I remember right, I think he did finally get a hold of like the local college to mm-hmm. make Pleco caves. And Don't he, ruin it. They got to go listen. And, and they, This is just it, background we didn't no, provide they, in the podcast. No, they need to know that they this guy know. gave us secrets. And well, you need to check it out. Check it out, episode 10. All right. All the cheat codes. <clears throat> Next one we did was tips, tricks, and hacks. And this one I did not expect to, but this one to date 
is our number one most successful podcast is episode 11. That's the one that still reels in most analytics is because that is the tag word is when people are in the hobby, they're looking for stuff they don't know and they're trying to find experts to tell them things they don't know. So we listed a ton of stuff in there. Still our number one episode. Go check it out. There's things that we probably are going to do a second episode on this, like a, a redux on tips, tricks, and hacks because, you know, it's been, you know, we started the podcast in September 19. So it's been a quite, quite a few years and there's a lot more tricks we can add to that. So. And Adam can tell you how to use the Aquian. That'll be in a, definitely tricks, tips, no. and hacks. That's for sure. I'm going to breeze. Calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to breeze past some of these. Uh, we're, we're, again, we don't have time. We could talk about uh, episodes all day. We did a wonderful deep dive on African cichlids. We had a number episode 13 discord community they came on and uh we had just a group conversation uh, live with our podcast and we were just so blown away on how many fans we had only 13 episodes in uh thank you guys again for listening freshwater shrimp again probably our second most popular episode people die to get into the shrimp hobby i don't understand clearly why people haven't got into it as far but it's newer part of the hobby you know it's only had like what 20 25 years of total hobby experience so maybe that's why we want to do a series called out of the tank series and the idea was we wanted to be teach people to incorporate and be friends with their dnr not just you know ignore them or try to sneak away from their uh their laws for their fish hobby but dnr are there to protect our native species and make sure that our fish don't get into native streams and and cause havoc so we, we don't turn minnesota into a florida and we were so lucky out of all the things this is the one i was in disbelief with that the dnr would let an aquarium podcast we did that podcast on site at the dnr's biggest breeding facility in minnesota the walleye breeding facility yes they do it right there they invited us in we were in their conference room and super nice to us super nice to us but the other dnr agents were very they gave us some weird looks man they knew that the wolves were in the chicken coop that's right i'm just saying but it was fantastic mandy's been on the podcast twice right and uh, fun again you want background details they had baby sturgeon there that were fantastic they were what six inch sturgeon yeah in a five, tank six inch. that they were showing on display that came from some other breeding facility they introduced we found out sturgeon into the red river valley it was they're cool. quietly reintroducing it in several places and not really talking about it much right it was a great experience now the one thing that you wouldn't expect going to the dnr which i guess in retrospect makes sense is they have in their offices mounts from the when before minnesota was a state they are from donations from people stuff they've confiscated they have skins they have all types of trapper memorabilia and that alone you know took at cool. least a half an hour of our time right right and and uh they gave us such a ton of information they spent a lot of time with us but they held out on the one secret that i wanted to know and i'm still not happy about it bigfoot they will not tell me where bigfoot lives bigfoot Creating a fish room, we talked about. Oddballs was uh, one that we did with uh, Chris Biggs, the Mad Aquarist. That was fun. Uh, fantastic. Chris Biggs has definitely grown in his career since then, and the dude still is wonderful. If you message him, he'll pick up the phone. Uh, go check him out. I think he's about to do some sort of like creator clash with Joey Mullen. Check it out. And episode 18 is probably my favorite podcast, bar on a story time. Which one? Story time? Story That's time. the first story time? If people jump, uh, join on the Discord and they're like, hey, just started listening to the podcast, we tell them to go back and listen to episode 18. That is where the fun really begins. That gets shared with so many different people. It's not the most popular because, again, story time isn't a catchphrase on Hashtag. Google. 
but it's by far what we believe our best podcast is. We've had some great topics, but check that one out. We started doing Christmas specials, which they're just... We've had Aquarium Magazine. We <laughs> That's literally the topic, episode 19, Aquarium Magazine, where we've had Matt Pedersen from the Amazonas Magazine and Coral Magazine. He's been on multiple times. Going through here, we had... We put the Extreme Hobbyist Reef Tank. We are going over to uh, our friend Sean Kramer in, by Brainerd, Minnesota, and saw his 2,000-gallon reef tank. And, Jimmy, is there anything that we can talk about that that 2,000-gallon reef tank has been doing up to this day that's, that we can we can tell people over over the microphone? That tank is putting his kids through college. All of his, all of his kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What, two full-time employees? Uh, one and one, a half. One yeah. and a half employees. And, and anyway, what they're doing is uh, they're doing some crazy exotic corals. They are then selling them to one particular group in Florida, and then they go up for sale the following week. They are shipping fish in Yeti coolers. They leave the Brainerd area at 6 o'clock at night in Minnesota here. They are in the tanks in Florida by 9 a.m. in Florida, and they ship out. um, So they're pulling corals out and shipping them every week down to... uh, this place in Florida, you can find them online, and they're getting into some corals now that are you're talking five thousand dollars a flake. Yeah, and some of the some of the other stuff that they've gotten some the mother corals they call them stuff. You know, they're spending up to twenty five thousand dollars. So that was uh, fun, and that definitely grew since the podcast began. Talk to the next episode, business tank building, our aquarium screw ups, which we started you know started more of the stories on how Adam electrocutes himself more. You know, stuff about hating Jim's ex-wife. If you believe for a moment that when you listen to these podcasts and Jimmy bitches about his ex-wife, that he doesn't do that in person, you're wrong. He does. It's not just for the podcast, you know. (laughs) You gotta love to hate. Shout out to you. One of my favorites, Victorian Aquariums. We had Dr. Joseph Pollock. He came on. If you look up Victorian Aquariums and you see these cool pedestal aquariums, it's the ones that you see on TikTok or whatever, that's Joseph Pollock. He restored, paid a lot of money for cast iron Victorian era aquariums, and he has pristine setups. If you haven't seen it, go to that episode 24. You can check out the link. The stuff that we can add to this is he has a lot of scientific journals and reviews published out of how corals are dying and they're going to be replaced with uh, sponges and barrel sponges. It's a little depressing, but definitely check out the Victoria Aquarium information. You know, that's that's something we should do in the future is now with the amount of uh, heat in the ocean killing the corals right. off the coast of Florida and whatnot, we really should do a little retrospective of what they're trying to do to save the coral there. I mean, they've been out there harvesting crazy and pulling this stuff into aquariums because they're trying to save because all the coral is starting to bleach out and die because of the was it 85 95 degree heat gotta find ocean. a guest an expert yeah diy automation and printing we talked to brandon schreiber the background of that story uh that i can add to it again that you haven't heard before is that's when i probably perfected my uh what would you call them butt plug overflows jimmy for those that are in discord dan's holding it up that is a uh, Rob's patented butt plug overflow. It's the best surface area for an overflow. I fill my tanks with duckweed, and this is the only overflow that I can use that doesn't completely clog up. 
So I, I've made those in inspiration of that episode. Go check it out. Project Piaba, Piaba, however you pronounce it. There's a big meme making fun of me that I'm supposed to be speeding guys all saying Piaba, Piaba, whatever it is. But that was the most difficult podcast that we've done to date. That man is a fantastic person as far as what he does, the passion he puts into his projects. But I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was a rough podcast to record. He was beyond nervous, and the amount of ums, mums, spaces, things that we had to edit out, it took me four days to edit that podcast, and it turned out so good that it was worth every bit of bit of our time. But yeah, shout out to Scott from Project Piaba, Piaba, however you pronounce it. That was one of the best after it was recorded I could have asked for, but recording it was was so bad just a wealth of information about about the fish coming from the wild and following it from start to finish it was really quite impressive i learned a lot of things that i had no idea that they were doing out there so definitely check it out then we started getting and realizing that we have tons of fan mail and we started answering your questions we set up an email box we found out we never checked it we had a telephone number and a bunch of voicemails so we just did an entire episode of fan mail questions by that time that started a trend where we have really focused on your guys's questions and what you guys want periodically and uh, later did dr fish excuse me Moving tanks and disaster prep, that came from uh, listeners. That actually, background on that one, that came from listeners that had disaster during moving, so they want an episode on it. Pawn tips and misconceptions, we were very lucky to get... Was that Greg? Hold on, my on that one? We were very lucky to get uh, Greg Whitstock, the pawn guru, the pawn master himself on the podcast. And you want a little background on that one, you can probably listen to it. That was a favor called in. Big Rich was like, hey, you should talk to this guy. He's helped the rescue out quite a bit. He's a great guy. He's trying to really kick off his YouTube channel. It'd be great if you could reach out to him. Like, yeah, love to. I, I've been following the guy for years and got him on the podcast and... I know how amped that man gets. Hold on. You have to hold on to that. I mean, he goes like a bat out of hell. Well, I purposely asked very frustrating beginner questions because <laughs> I knew it would piss him off. And it did. And because of it, we had a fantastic interview. I Greg still has I still has a cell number. If I message him, he'll still answer questions. He's still uh, still contact with us and whatnot. We went from zero to 60 in that But podcast. I thought for sure after that podcast, he would delete my number. You know or, what I'm saying? Or kill you. One or, of the or kill me. It was a great one. It but, was so much fun. There wasn't much edited out of it. So what you're hearing is you're hearing his, you know, well-spoken but clearly frustrated answers on that podcast and I, I giggled for days check it out got tint we had scott fellman on which had his own uh, has still his own podcast and scott is a joy but he is impossible to get a hold of we got him on the podcast he did the podcast with us and i love his he's got 15 minute podcast episodes and it's all got a little background music to it and it's just him and his one thought that he had that day it's off the top. It's completely uncensored. Some of them are him pissed off. Some of them are him just in the joy and the ambiance of the aquarium. Check it out. The Tint is his podcast. I've been trying to get him back on for an episode multiple times. I, he's just so busy and spread so thin. Uh, but I, there's no background really past that to that one other than if you know Scott personally, kick him because we want him back on the podcast. We did, got the aquarium guys get overtaken. The Ohio Fish Rescue. Unfortunately, Tracy, Big Rich's uh, wife, fell ill during a lot of these episodes. And 
the had well you can you can follow the health condition but eventually uh found that she had some brain damage and they've been dealing with it still to this day and we were able with some of our fans to put together a gofundme for ohio fish rescue during the time and they raised i think it was five digits into a savings for them so they can help i mean it's a drop in the bucket when it comes to medical fees but it definitely helped them out a lot and they wanted to you know repay us in any way possible and they're like how could we and i said well could you guys do an episode for us you know take over our podcast and, and bs and they had uh they took over a episode and they had chris biggs on here and they had uh, predatory fins i don't know if you guys have seen that uh youtube channel but they had predatory fins on and it was a little loosey goose and fun but i'm so tickled that they got to do that uh, with us if you guys want to you can still donate to the cause they still have issues with tracy We'll have the link in the show notes as always. Food and nutrition. We were able to get Cobalt Aquatics on. That uh, was very eye-opening. I bought a bunch of Cobalt after that episode. We had a uh, big promotion with Cobalt during the time, and they were a fun uh, team to work with. And they even helped us do uh, and record an advertisement right in the front with uh, their own staff. So that's a little background uh, tip there. That was a lot of fun. Aquarium Jars probably one of the top episodes we've gotten complaints on there is a whole group of culture of people that uh, sir that's a cup not a fish tank group of people out there though basically the people that adam was speaking of at the beginning of the, the better nut jobs the, the better nut jobs okay and when we talked about having jars as an aquarium buttholes have never been tighter but <laughs> i think what made it relevant is having matt Pedersen on the podcast talking Peterson. about pet uh, Peterson. It's it's with a D. Peterson. Yeah, it's Peterson. Though. Peterson. Peterson is it's a Peterson. T. No, it's yeah. Peterson. Peterson. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Let me. I have him in my. Phone. You know that was I, one. I was my, that that was actually one ago. of my favorite episodes when you couldn't couldn't say somebody's name and you kept effing it up. That's every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to the podcast anytime, Adam or. Well, not Adam so much, but anytime Jim or Rob's mispronounces something, I want you guys to take a drink until you're hammered. Clearly. So, regardless, we had Matt Peterson Pedersen on the on that podcast as well. And Matt. again, he he's Matt in charge that. of Amazonas Magazine, and now he's also in charge of Coral Magazine. And having him go on the podcast, and a, a, a world-renowned expert in the aquarium hobby, come on the podcast and say, jars are f***ing awesome, really gave a whole lot of weight to our argument. And you were our freshwater expert on that episode, Dan. Expert air quotations you still are an expert right now if you go in my bathroom this is a background story dan and i met on the podcast known as myrtlewood on discord dan and i met on the podcast and we've been friends ever since from the very beginning of the podcast and now he's living here in minnesota and working at the local fish store so in my bathroom as we speak there is like a one gallon saltwater aquarium right next to the shitter and i'm not gonna lie to you Every time I sit down and take a dump, I take a couple extra minutes just to watch what's going on in that jar. Yeah. So uh, thank you for that. You're not and dumping. you are an expert in jars. You're not taking a crap in the jar, are you? That's, that's for Christmas. All right. That's for Christmas. So if you want to get angry or you want to get motivated, check out jars. Madagascar cichlids. I did not understand until this podcast how bad and endangered the cichlids are in Madagascar. Having that really exposed in the podcast was uh, fantastic. Found more of the Facebook group, and yeah, that uh, that scares me, that knowing that there probably won't be uh, Madagascar cichlids for uh, very long, or at least many of them, unless we do something about it. I know that f- some fish are having uh, issues, but if you're going to help a fish species, that's the, that's the one to get you motivated. And Dr. Fish started. So 
again, we're using our contacts in Seeger's Farms. We were able to get Dr. Fish on the podcast, do many different series. We're probably going to do another one with him soon. And all of our overwhelming questions on how people deal with fish health were all lumped into those episodes. If we got, you know, hey, what is my fish doing and why? We dumped it there. And we reached out. There was hundreds of questions in the series. And they were tickled with the results. We were tickled with the results. He's a lot of fun. little fun fact on one of the podcasts we do on Discord and the podcast live, but we don't record the video. It's only for us to enjoy live. And then you get only the audio for the podcast. And while we were there, Dr. Fish's wife came out uh, in the background in a bra. (laughs) And underwear. And panties. And did best not realize, episode ever. Best episode ever. So if you were on Discord during that time, you got to see the you know uh, Mrs. Fish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, if you're listening to this, good on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, after I after right she up. walked out of the room, he immediately reached for his wallet to pull out cash. So <laughs> you know it was a good time. You know it was a good time. Oh, uh, I miss that guy. Oh, he'll be back on. Don't you worry. He's not gone. He's he, we're just, we're gonna get another one wrapped up here after the lawsuit. <laughs> well, maybe he won't now. Now we spoiled it. But that's okay. You wanted some insider secrets. Uh, let's see. Brackish tanks. We did patio ponds. A hot time with heaters. We want some background with the hot time with heaters. We got we got some information put our direction on some particular stories of uh, famous YouTubers. Uh, we're not going to put names out because we're not here to point fingers, but you want the background information, people. We did that episode based on information of finding out that a popular you know, content creator out there decided to zip tie heaters together and then blamed companies for their mal- malfunctioning heaters. So uh, after we heard that from some of our friends, we're like, okay, we're gonna have to, we're gonna talk about heaters. We're gonna do a deep dive. And I believe that episode we actually had Les from Cobalt on there to talk about heaters and yep. why you can't warranty them and why you shouldn't put them in a sump, even though I'm gonna continue putting them in the sump. Yeah, he lost his mind, Les did. He sure did. Next one was Cold Water Marine. Let me tell you, I did not understand. Like I knew there was Tropical Marine. I had no idea that people purchased chillers in the way they do, and they don't get chillers cold enough. So once I found and someone linked me a group on Facebook of these marine cold water keepers and the lengths they go to, I had to have an expert. So I literally reached on the Discord. I'm like, guys, who am I going to talk to to talk about this particular topic? We were able to get the expert on from the group trying to find his book. It was uh, Ken, again, Wingerter. I keep butchering names. It's not going to stop. Take a shot. He wrote The Cold Water Marine, an Aquarium Biography and Ecology of Husbandry, and it blew my mind. The idea that people made chillers uh, on that really uh, just floored me. And from that, we got a bunch of people saying how they started their own, they made their own chillers. And that one, I think, inspired a lot of niche, niche people. After which, we wanted a background on information on that one. I began looking up mini fridges and made my own little chiller out of garden hose and a mini fridge I bought on Facebook. It does work. We did a conspiracy episode uh, podcast, and that's when we started getting messaging people uh, sending their own dolphin stories. If you haven't listened to that podcast, uh, Jimmy loved the hell out of dolphin stories. Still can't sleep. Yep. And we can't give away too much information, but on our Patreon page, there's the extra video of a a gentleman that has a love life with dolphins. Disturbing. Definitely check it out. Disturbing. Patreon.com forward slash aquarium guys. A lot of fun. It's disturbing. Then we had a exclusive interview about the Felix Smart Aquarium Controller. 
And this ended up being, it changed to now they're using it for much more than aquariums, of course. They're using it for plant growth, and it's getting real big in the pot industry. So there's your little extra tip there. Uh, Saving Money Podcast is probably number three most successful podcast because, again, the algorithm, how do you save money on the podcast? And suddenly we get clicked on. That was uh, a lot of fun. Another background, this is now we're up to episode 50-something. We've done a lot of advertisements through the uh, length of this uh, podcast. And the uh, most popular advertisements we've ever done is for Joe Shrimp Shack. Now, people ask me, it's like, how, how do you guys come up with this? Does Joe request these things? I want to tell you that Joe was a very good sport, and I want to thank Joe for the time that he was on the podcast, sponsoring the podcast. And every single one of those, Joe just gave into. Like he didn't, he said, just make a, make a, just make something up. Here's your promo code, figure it out. So I sat down with the community and you, those of you on discord that were helping me through, uh, through those days, it was all of you that came up with those ideas. You guys were the ones that wrote the scripts. The fans on the podcast were the sick bastards that came up with all of the proctology commercials. There was one, Jimmy, where you were pissing into a toilet and you pretended that you were doing a water change and talking about how big your shrimp was. I don't remember that. Oh, it was fantastic. (laughs) We've done a lot of very inappropriate and spontaneous advertisements. And every single one of those were basically completely written by the fan base. Bless you. And if you got advertisement ideas, we still have sponsors that are very willing to uh, agree to those because of the success of the Joe Shrimp Shack ads. There are times even where Joe told us, yes, the, uh, the promo code was working. But I got people coming into my store where there's supposed to be a family environment and asking about how big my cholo wood is. So uh, he was being a very good sport with us along those advertisements. There, there's your background. <laughs> Jimmy's just looking down like, I don't even want to admit to some of those advertisements. You know, as soon as you start talking about, about uh, Joe's advertisements that we did, I immediately go to the Flower Horn episode. <laughs> And for those of you who have not been on YouTube and checked out the Flower Horn animated song that they did after this episode, you you definitely should because it's it is world famous. Episode sixty, we yeah we we had we had an episode dedicated to uh, flower horns, and that one took a lot of research. I actually uh, went to a lot of different groups, talked to a lot of different people, and said, "Hey, who in the world am I going to talk to? That's you know just the bee's knees." that knows so much about flower horns. And they're like, you need to talk to Jay. I reached out to Jay. Jay's been on a lot of videos. He's world famous. He's won championships and competitions for flower horns. And he was very willing to come on. I did not expect it. He was a good sport and he came on. And after the podcast, I leaned in and I'm like, do you want any of this cut? I can cut out whatever you want. I'll send you a copy. And he says, you know, I'm still, still trying to contain my laughter. Just send it. I was shocked that he just let us ship that out talking about you know what's the perfect cock you know uh the girth is you know what's you don't want a deflated cock and we just rode home on that whole interview uh none of that was planned i had no idea the term cock before that episode because again i've had flower horns a few times but i haven't i'm not an expert in flower horns and it got so popular that we had a gentleman come on the podcast doing the cock song well that turned into a music video it was literally like a cartoon music video with like spongebob fish characters uh, you heard the song on the podcast, but we'll have a link in the show notes of the uh, cock music video as well. The cock song music video. It's very good. <laughs> we should play some right now. Uh, just, just, a, just a little clip. All the ladies want me, and I know that it must be. Because I got a great big cock. Oh, good goddamn. Um, 
Talk about plant fertilizer. Oh, badscaping ideas. This has actually started people messaging me on new badscaping ideas. And I think I want to take one of the people's background ideas and make a dill tope. So if you haven't listened to us before, Rob's, me, I like to, especially my famous friends, go to their places. Like I did this to Ohio Fish Rescue, real story. I had a glass dildo that I put when I was at the Ohio Fish Rescue for a week. And before I left, I put it into one of their main aquariums in the background. And for like four or five episodes... When they, you know, scanned through the tanks, there was a glass dildo in the back of the Ohio Fish Rescue's YouTube videos. Uh, the idea is that you leave it as a prank, and then they take that dildo, and it's like chain mail. They'll pass it on to their next friend. You mean pay it forward? Pay it forward. Yeah. So hopefully that same dildo is halfway around the country by now in another aquarium. The most f***ed up sisterhood of the traveling pants. It is. So I have purchased, there's, my, my wife knows, and every time she looks at the statement, she's like, why are there dildos on the statements? Because I buy a lot of, of glass dildos. Yeah, I found one in my tank at yeah, home. You found one at your tank. I have done, like, all my local friends have got one. Like, I even had a, a person that messaged me later saying, oh, Rob's was here, and he just took a picture of a dildo in his tank. I go to Jay's place in Chicago. I leave him one. I left one at Phil at Tame Waters. I left one at Joe's Shrimp Shack. Wherever I go, these things go, and now people are wanting me to just make an actual dildope. So I might do a 20-gallon aquarium and decorate it with just dildos. Oh, my, my wife did say, don't come over on Thanksgiving. Uh-uh, I got the invitation in my fridge. <laughs> you can't you can't return a card. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Leave the dildo at home. Nah. <laughs> Leave the dildo at home. Oh, then we had, you know, the rest of the story time episodes. The, the, <laughs> the Thunderdome episode got a lot of controversy. Uh, we have Alexander Williamson from Fishery uh, YouTube channel on, and he told us uh, the Thunderdorm story, and he talked about it on his podcast, and that actually turned into a great discussion on education and why you shouldn't just swap fish together and hope for the best and do your homework first, give them places to hide, the whole thing. Uh, that good came out of the Storytime episode, Jimmy. I'm floored. Something good came out of something? Yeah, something good came out of a Storytime episode. Yeah, that, that surprises the shit out of me. Yep. Tissue cultures, fishes of the Orinoco. Yeah, yeah, you keep laughing. Oronico? Oronico. Erotica? Rob knows exactly why. Jimmy was gone during that episode. He doesn't know the joke. That was a horrible episode. Is this one you were telling me about? Yes. Where these guys were politically incorrect? Yes. Just keep going here. We talked about prices after COVID. We did another uh, interview for Christmas. And the one I want to note here is seahorses. We had Alyssa's seahorses on. That was great. I enjoyed that. And that brought Jimmy back to his childhood about uh, ordering uh, seahorses. Dwarf seahorses. Mail order catalog. Yes. Several times did that. Jimmy hasn't had a rectus since he was a younger man. I take my rectus right now and knock you off that chair. Southern erectus or the northern erectus? The northern. The one is straight up, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Little background of that episode. She was a trooper. Let me tell you, that person works seven days a week shipping out and taking care of the seahorses. There's not a lot of people who do it like she does. And very busy person. And she cleared her calendar to come uh, come and join us. And when she came on and heard the penny story from Adam, she was truly heartbroken. Like, it bothered her to no end. So uh, know that the, the penny story is real for fish uh, seahorses, and we got it right from the seahorse trainer's mouth. We snaw. Set up to fail. That one got us a ton of heat. We talked about different products that we believe were uh, intended to be manufactured to, to fail, and that was one of, I think, f- the finest of uh, Adam's soapbox moments. Right, Adam? Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, I, I feel you like just after, woke Adam up. I feel like after you do a soapbox, you just blot it out of like it finally left you, and now you don't have to think about it anymore. Pretty much. I'm. If we're therapy for you, then have at it, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm just. I I do things that you guys need to know about, and I just say that what comes to mind. And there's some things there. that you do late at night that I don't need to know about. So quit telling me. Yeah. <laughs> I got a note from a, one of the fans here. Rob's couldn't pronounce a fucking thing in that episode. Y- yeah. Still yeah, can't. No, still what, can't. What episode was that where you got so frustrated that you kept on using the internet to say it? <laughs> what was that? You remember? That was the eel episode from the Deep Fried Conspiracies podcast that I up- re-uploaded. God, that was funny. Yeah, that... Uh, what was that word? Asoptisipolis or something like that. It was... <laughs> It was something awful, and I just used YouTube to, to play it. It was so good. A soft Asoptalopalakas. One, one of the podcasts that I missed is we did a wonderful podcast talking about how fish... Oh, no, it's, it's up next, about how aquariums should be at galleries instead of just pet stores. They shouldn't just have a square box. They should show how the end product is, uh, how they get this wonderful place. I believe it's Watercolors. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the exact name because I, I know how to pronounce. Watercolors Aquarium Gallery. Special guests Ben, Charles, and Amy. They have their own podcast. It's very successful. Very good. Check it out. Their their store's better. They do this intense four to six week quarantine process after that. And after the podcast, I'm gonna I had to lean in and be like, guys, guys, is you really really quarantine? And they're like, yeah, actually, it's worse than what we described. You're kidding me. I'm like, no, we we charge a large amount for fish, but we know that those fish are solid and are never gonna come back. And if they do come back, we are guaranteed it's their water. Like, they come back, bring a test, the water's crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they know for a fact those fish are rock solid. I'm like, all right. Well, they're not lying. Certainly check out that that podcast. One of the uh, listeners here, Pagan Swordsman, said the that Aquarium Gallery episode got me listening to their podcast as well. And I'm glad to hear it because that's another wealth of knowledge. Oh, boy. We did Clownfish, which I thought was fantastic. We got Matt from Coral and Amazonas Magazine again. Matt Peterson? Patterson, Peterson, however you guys want to want to butcher it. And he talked about how he was essentially lucky enough to win an auction and start uh, these designer clowns trends with his uh, maroon clown uh, that he still has in a jar. And yes, he was on Discord. And I believe it was after that podcast we did. It was two parts. It was dead in a jar. It was dead in a jar. And that man, it, it, he comes on live on a podcast. He stays up probably for the next three, four hours after the podcast in the middle of the night drinking with us on Discord. He's fun to party with. Even on Discord. Like he... Yep. He was hardcore COVID because of, you know, he was real, uh, had some real uh, health conditions that would probably cost him his life if he actually interacted with COVID. And he partied hard on Discord with us. Greater Cleveland Aquarium. I think this is the one that we talked to and we reached out to them and I will be candid. These, these people were troopers. We got one of the uh, experts from the aquarium to come on the podcast and talk to us. And they were going to do it as the aquarium, like wearing the hat of the Greater Cleveland Aquarium. But then the person that was in charge of marketing listened to our Storytime podcast and heard that Adam bleached out Blue Ring Octopus 
and wanted to make it very clear that this podcast does not represent the Greater Cleveland Aquarium and instead is just represented by the one person who joined us in the podcast on her own private time because the aquarium could not be associated with people that would bleach out a aquatic critter no matter how venomous it was. So uh, Where am I supposed to bring a f***ing blue ring octopus in northern Minnesota? goddamn minnesota okay rant time again i gave you my wife's ex-wife's address dumbass that's where it was supposed to have been delivered i'm sending it to her knock knock who's there squid on a face so no wait 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 before you get on your soapbox adam just just to explain this so the marketing director knew that they couldn't be associated with us but she loved our podcast and outside of what she had to do told us that was a good podcast and she still wanted it to happen but again they couldn't because they were going to put out a big pr blast they're going to like front page us on the local area that they were on this thing on their website they're going to have sorry i ruined their fucking that they were going to have handouts at the aquarium the whole thing like a big pr blast saying hey we're paying our expert the aquarium will be represented and they were going to shout us out and then it all got thrown away way to go adam you had to bleach your f***ing octopus so <laughs> i live in goddamn grand rapids minnesota at the time an hour and a half from civilized f***ingization when i when i was stung by the goddamn lionfish julie herself called me on the phone and said wait oh best day ever yeah i'm like my arm is going numb and it's on my left side and she says well if it gets any worse you might be what am i supposed to do with a goddamn blue ring that will definitely kill you you could throw that at my ex-wife into her face like a freaking boomerang Hey, 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 we got a message from one of our listeners. They said, treat it like uh, Floridians do. Pour gasoline on it, strike a match, and uh, let the raccoon burn. <laughs> and then throw it in the swamp for the first anacondas to eat. Florida. You cut out there. Adam. Jesus. Say that again. I said, first of all, they're not found in Florida. But Blur- blurring octopus? Literally, I, I have no problem with octopi. I like octopi. They're better than nut job people. Better nut jobs. They're better than the better than those f***ing sugar glider weirdos. Wow, you're you're hating today. Wow, we we need to. I am. If you'd like to I sponsor uh, Adam's uh, blood pressure medication, please go <laughs> to uh, Patreon forward slash Aquarium Guys and put in your notes that that money goes to his blood blood pressure uh, medication. Actually, by when she was on the podcast, I have notes on how to keep the little bastards in the tank. Because I like blue rings, and I'm going to buy some eventually, because they're like, what, 50 bucks wholesale? They're less. They're less and now. And you can sell me some. Yep. So I, I'm going to get some, but now I know how to keep them in the tank without them f***ing biting people and killing them. I... That looks really good for a store. Oh, I have a dead customer due to a f***ing blue ring killing them. <laughs> I want to make this clear, all right? I did not put this information out there. You guys wanted, uh, we're giving you back background information you don't know about episodes in our history. This is episode 100 we're celebrating here. This, this is, is me thanking this. This is me thanking the Greater Cleveland Aquarium because they were good sports and they could have easily said we're just not doing this period. They let us do it in the only way they could, and that is more than anyone else would have done in that same situation. So thank you. You guys are fantastic people and what you do is God's work. I so. have literally called zoos for some of the shit that I get that I would get in my store, <laughs> and they don't even know how to f- deal with it. And yet I'm okay. Here's a story that nobody knows about. I got a phone call one time from f***ing Duluth, and a goddamn cobra got out of the guy's cage. This guy had a f***ing room full of goddamn venomous shit. 
and they're like, oh, the Cobra cave, the Cobra's open, and it f***ing bit him. I get the f***ing phone call. Not the goddamn zoo, not the people in the cities, the f***ing pet store owner in Grand Rapids, goddamn Minnesota, and I'm supposed to be the one that f***ing, I'm, oh. You're the bad guy for bleaching the octopus. What the f else am I supposed to do with it? You can't let the normal people have it because they're all goddamn stupid. <laughs> I've had death stalkers come into my store. I've had f***ing rattlesnakes. Oh. And nobody gives a shit. I'm the one that deals with all this. And I know it's dangerous and you can't f***ing let norm normal people have it. You know, this was before the internet. And so you put it in your back room and sold it to special people. That what you exactly. Did? Or I just kept it in the back room and fed it. <sighs> Well, God bless you, Adam, and uh, you the are bad now... Guy for bleaching a tank with... Is it, I, how am I supposed to take an octopus out of a tank that's with... It, and it was the good live rock. It was the shit that you got from the wild that they chiseled off the goddamn side. That's how I got it. We don't even get that shit anymore. No, you know what happened is that cobra got out, and they're like, no, you gotta call Adam. They call this guy the spitting cobra. He's gonna know what to do. Next time I ever want to try edibles, which is never, I'm calling you, Adam. That's I'm gonna say, Adam. What do I do? I don't know. Oh, is it Edible Tuesday? That's the, what's the going grass on. Grass cobra bit me. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, I get phone calls on weird, dumb shit. It's great. And I'm the one that has to deal with it. And then I'm the fucking bad guy because I have to deal with the the problem. Submit your weird, dumb phone calls directly to AquariumGuysPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> you will be played on on the podcast. All right, questions and ethics are next. Another hot hot button topic. We're really going <laughs> what are those? hard. What are ethics? We were really going hard on that one. I am not going to repeat what happened in the episode. Just know that the next three weeks of my life were answering you sons of bitches, all right? Trying to deal with what ha- the, the repercussions from that episode. What we talked about, I know uh, is hard to listen to, but it's, it's real life. And some of you window lickers out there had a problem with it. <laughs> You bleach one octopus, and then you got to do a questions and ethics episode. Yeah, we just we lined them up. No one knew the about the uh, the octopus though, so this is new information. They now know what happened. So we were already in a spicy bad mood, and uh, we decided to just really hit them hard with a good one. Uh, we talked to darters. Uh, we talked about what's going on in Hawaii, which, by the way, there'll be another episode coming out with. It's no longer called P Jack. It's now Low Jack. Oh, hold on. Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> Hey, Adam. Yeah? He probably should double up on the medication, dude. Just saying. No, I'm not even medicated. I'm saying you should be. (laughs) You know, I I was calm. I I, I didn't... Do you know how good I have been? I didn't even yell at that dipshit at Petco. I I know, but you know... No, I just grabbed my shit and walked out the door. We we will go over there and make their life miserable later on in the week, so just hold on. We promise, Adam. We promise We'll come down here and we'll rough him up or whatever. What, was he 15? I probably could take him. Maybe 17. All right. Do you Uh, know who I am? Again, what's going on in Hawaii, we talked... uh, We were lucky to talk with... The uh, PJAC, now known as the Pet Advocacy Organization, uh, essentially, not essentially, they are the pet lobbyists. So they are everything that PETA isn't. God bless them. God bless them. So we were on there talking about the shutdown of species and harvesting for the aquarium hobby and whatnot in Hawaii and the changes there. We have another episode that he's going to come on here after episode 100. So check that out. Yep. 
that one was a bit rough. You want a little behind the scenes on that one? Um, we didn't. We're getting connected. And if you ever joined a Discord live session, there's a lot of us being retarded, trying to like you know get the jitters off and telling jokes and whatnot. And one of us that evening said something. They didn't know that the mics were on. We thought that the mics were off, and we we said a uh, a normal joke for the evening. And uh, immediately uh, Bob leaned in. Hey, my daughters are here. That'll be enough of that. <laughs> and. Who was it? Was that you? Changed the entire... It was not me. Really? And it changed the entire pace of the conversation. Was it me? So uh, it helped clean up our act that evening. Huh. Uh, wasn't me. That's all I'm going to go with. You guys can play guessing games after that. Damn. <laughs> I'm usually pretty f***ing careful. In fact, I remember <laughs> you weren't there, Jimmy. Hey, that's that why I didn't get in trouble for once. That's why you didn't get in trouble. Talked about burnout and eternal reefs which by the way still think is a creepy thing if you want to have your ashes cremated they can put it into a uh, different type of cement mixture cement mixture ball and they create reefs out of you mm-hmm. which turned out yes it's all fun and we shouldn't make uh, we tried to use a little tact because again we were talking about people's loved ones in this podcast but there's no way that wasn't a fantastic interview where we had some good chuckles even after that like he after we got off the podcast he was laughing he's gonna have to write some of our jokes down he thought they were uh they were pretty decent. We had a great time after the podcast with that, and people were uh, very interested in asking, you know, different details if they could leave memorabilia in it of their grandmas or have some creepy, creepy picture. And everybody got real morbid on like, what do you want to have on your tombstone? Yeah, well, it was interesting because the reason this came up is that one of our friends lost a loved one, and she wanted to be put out there in the reef, and that's and that's what happened. And I thought it was very uh, cool. We talked about it, and Robbie got a hold of them, and and it was very interesting talking about this particular thing. If if you pass away and you know you can have a lot of people are being cremated these days because it's a cheaper and but what do you do with the ashes i mean do, you, do they sit on your counter at home you look at them every day or do you, i mean a lot of people will bury them but then they came up with this idea of mixing mixing it up with the cement and putting it into the ocean to create a reef for fish he was pretty clear that we were the uh, people that definitely asked questions that uh, they didn't ask on on you know public broadcast <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the platforms before so we're we're gonna ask everything, you know. We're not gonna hold back just just because it's a sensitive issue. Imagine dying and your f-ed up fish keeping friends turn you into a frag plug. Oh my god! Better than a butt plug. <laughs> Think never, about it, Dan. I honestly never Robbie, thought of that. I gotta rewrite my will. Get right on that. I am. I I'm just when Robbie goes, turn it, me into a butt plug so I can be in a pain in the ass one more time. Yeah, you'll be turned into a dildo, a glass. That's dildo. what I'm doing. I'm taking. I'm gonna take Robbie's ashes, and and I know I be able to get them because there'll be lots of it lots of ashes and we're all going to take them and mix them up in a glass dildo so it looks like like freaking christmas we you know one of those sparkle things you know and and i'm just gonna run and put them in everybody's aquarium robbie's one last f you there you go to everybody next one was episode 88 we had an episode on piranhas i've been wanting to get that done for a long time because there's a bunch of misconceptions about piranhas we were blessed to have the world's best expert in my opinion, and in many people's opinions. Uh, that was a good one. F- I'm going to butcher your last name. Forgive me, Frank. Frank. Just, just, Magnol- say, Frank. just, just say Frank. Just, just say Frank. Just say Frank. Just say Frank. It's just Frank, guys. Just, just Frank. say Frank. Frank told us some stories on how he had laws changed in different states, how he did education campaigns. When the, you know, Jeremy Wade, the expert of river monsters, when they wanted to know something about piranhas, they called this man. Mm-hmm. Right, he is the the foremost expert, and he uh, unfortunately passed away from kidney failure uh, shortly after the podcast. And I think he did verify that piranhas are delicious. They're a big fish that are eaten in the Amazon. Yep, yeah. he gave us all different types of information that literally no one else would. Didn't give us any recipes. 
but no, no, I think uh, he did mention a few uh, <laughs> after the podcast. That man is a gem, one of our our personal oh favorites. Going a, a wee bit further on the list, talked about sumps, different uh, details of our favorites. We did a podcast on internet stories, and Jimmy was really creeped out on that uh, episode. I did the internet stories and all the prep work for it, and when Jimmy sat down and we recorded the podcast, that was 100% his actual first time ever hearing any uh, details about these things. And that last story about the Hampton... Hampshire. 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 Gave me... Under- I, okay, the real talk here. I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, and I, then I had I found this. And after that podcast, I got such goosebumps up and down my arm about that dude. It just creeped me the hell out. Like, he was just, like, four steps away from putting people in a Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's probably just really into C-Lab. <laughs> Th- just think about it. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, real, real creepy shit. So check that one out. Then we decided. Uh, I got permission. I, our friend Trent Janky wanted to do a podcast on his own. He saw the fun that we're having with Jim in the basement and Adam, and he said, "I, I want a piece of the action." He's he's big into making fun of conspiracies. So I helped him start up the Deep Fried Conspiracies podcast. Jim and him still do it. He was just in here a couple days ago, report recording another episode for that. Adam's off and on with us too. Yeah. Adam's on there more than I am, that's for sure. I haven't been on there many episodes. Adam is is quite knowledgeable when it comes to... Creepy government conspiracies. Uh, stuff that's going on with the uh, worldwide money situations and things that are going on. So it's been quite interesting. Yeah, so if you, you listen to Rant here, just imagine how good it is over there. So check it out. We po- posted an episode that I wrote for the their podcast of how I believe eel uh, reproduction is just beyond a conspiracy theory. So check it out. Then we talked about tentacle nose placos, which I also got, I think it was, I, I don't know, like a kind of Karen emailing me back saying how I shouldn't be calling them tentacle nose. And now I'm going to call it that forever. So thank you, Karen, that message in. Uh, was you it not- an actual f-ing person named Karen or just a No, no, it was just what, what I would express to be a Karen that wanted to complain oh. about how we handled it. And Yeah, she can go f- herself. <laughs> You know what? We'll double your f***ing money back. Two times nothing, still f***ing nothing. Still nothing. People. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Budget fish room. Background on that one. So I've been trying to choreograph an episode on how to do a fish room. We've done fish room in the past and talked to different people on different interviews about fish rooms. But I wanted to talk about how to save money specifically on a fish room and really focus on that. And I was curating a lot of stuff. And one of my favorite videos was with Michael Wentworth on All Things Fish big fan of his it's a very small youtube channel that's now really gaining ground you need to check it out this man's going to be much much bigger quickly big fan of his he gave it where it wasn't segmented it was no bullshit and he gave you exact results it was everything i wanted that no one else would give me and i'm like ah there's no way i can get him on the podcast reach out he's a fan of ours for real uh, he said i've been listening to you guys for a long time nothing would make me happier came on the podcast and he talked about some of the projects he was doing. And at that point is the moment that I decided, because of Michael, you want background on this, is that I'm going to use my fish room to breed uh, fish that are in need. So I drove all the way to him down in, what was it, Sioux City Pass? No, well, what pass? It was, uh, it was down in Iowa, wasn't it? What, the bottom end of Iowa. I can't remember. It was a big city. I, it was just drove forever. Came back with some of those. Lima Perus? I'm going to get this. It's 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 Cryptoherus nanoluteus. <laughs> Oh, you did it, bud. Yeah. Everybody take a shot. Yeah. So I got those, and I've I've now bred hundreds because of that long-ass trip for two, driving for two days. 
well worth it. We had Larry Shankle on the podcast recently. Larry is a gift to uh, fish kind. If you ever have a chance to meet him in person, buy that man a drink. I've been friends with him on Facebook. He's been a friend of the podcast for a long time. The man has an amazing fish room. His wife is all helpful with it and loves the passion herself. Those two help. Uh, their I believe Sacramento Aquarium Society. They put on and he just dedicates all his free time and had his own store. This man is a tre- true treasure. Just happy to have him on. I want to find excuses to have him on again for no reason. I could sit to that and talk to that man forever and milk out different details. I think one of the ones we got that we actually published in the podcast was if you leave a nightlight in your fish room, that it for him and what he was doing was stopping the young getting eaten in tanks. That was one of the better pieces of advice we'd ever gotten. Yeah, just just a great deal. And the most recent What You Need on Hand and Impacts of Invasive Species that I did a long time ago uh, with a uh, gal from Fish Untamed and re-uploaded that and you'll be seeing a bit more. We've now been taking podcasts, putting them on our Patreon page. They're unfiltered, meaning we haven't censored anything and gone through the editing process. We're not going to censor this one, are we? We're going to do our best. We're going to do our best. There's going to be a lot to censor, so forgive us. It's going to be Adam starting and then ending 10 seconds later. It's just going to be a... So, bless you guys. You guys have been fantastic. We have hundreds of you on Discord. We have a very active community. We have a lot of great things that have happened from the podcast. We've I've started a local fish club. We've started, uh, inspired other people to do local fish clubs. It's been something that I haven't haven't understood we could do. How do you feel, Jimmy? Don't cry at me. I just feel like we're trying to make a little bit of a difference here. With everybody, we've talked about it a thousand times, but with, with the, the aquarium people dwindling because nobody gives a shit anymore, we're just trying to drum up some interest, make it fun, and uh, make a lot of new friends and that's what we've done after 100 episodes we made a lot of new friends and that's probably the most important part that we've done for sure adam i get to come on here and rant and i get to learn a lot of neat things from different people (laughs) i mean i like to learn there's actually been so much stuff that i've learned it's not even funny give us that give us like two of your favorites well okay so the plico king guy that was interesting as hell the piranha guy that was really good the one that we did with the book, the Project Piaba, the Octopus Lady again. I mean, that the seahorse people, like all of them are good in their own way. And they teach us, they, they have, every single one has like one trick that or tip that you didn't think of or didn't know of. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, every episode you learn a little something which you can help benefit your fish room and take it a little bit further down the road. Yeah, imagine having something as critical as, you know, how to dose your tank with salt and you're getting a piece that just hasn't been published on blogs, hasn't been put on YouTube videos or can't because of some sort of censorship. Uh, we're, we're lucky to keep the platform like we are and having be sponsored by you guys to keep it going. Our, our biggest bottleneck is, is uh, editing, trying to afford editing. Each episode costs us. Just for the editor, uh, I was going to pay a professional editor to do it. You know, we're looking at north of 150 bucks an episode, and I've been able to do some editing. We've had people volunteer. I've been able to pay some stipend to people that have been doing editing, but it's our biggest bottleneck, and your support helps us, and uh, we'll continue doing it even if we don't get support. We think that this is our hobby's calling. Plus, our wives like us to get the f- out of the house. Right now, they're they're both partying. Not going to lie to lie to you. Exactly. Mine's just happy she doesn't have to listen to me. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> totally see that, Adam. <laughs> All right. Any other last notes, gentlemen? I got nothing. I just really appreciate the, the time and effort that, that uh, everybody's put into this podcast, and especially the listeners. I want to thank you guys for uh, putting up with us. Uh, if you have some great ideas, let us know if you got some really great ideas. We're not paying for them, but we'll take them. So onward and upward. Till the next episode. 
Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. Please go to your favorite place where podcasts are found, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they can be found. Like, subscribe, and make sure you get push notifications directly to your phone so you don't miss great content like this. Jacking off under the f***ing water. You can do the jack-off thing in his mouth. And I know damn well I know how to jack off. You just lift it up and down like you're jacking off, and it will self-suck. <laughs> Buttholes have never been tighter. Did you tickle the balls a little bit? He paid me a nickel for every knuckle I showed up the cat's ass. Full throttle. Meow! Piaba, piaba.